This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shiurim, and Sefarim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com. Happy that we was a bit... Fine. Are you moderate enough? <laughs> Sometimes you hear that in Avodah Hashem, if you're not improving, then you're finding back. Is that true? And if so, why? So, I think it has a bit of what we spoke about. A person has a goal in life. So, for one person, let's say, it's to be very successful in profession. He's a researcher, he wants to be a top researcher. If, if something else begins to drive him, then you begin to switch tracks. And now you're interested in money. Now you're interested in having a good time. In any profession, if a person begins to get distracted, you will see his energies will be focused somewhere else. It's very hard to lead a Ruchnistic life where you don't see it as the most important part of life. If you see it as kind of a burden because God imposed it, you believe in God and you believe he imposed it, you believe he can impose it, but if it's a position in my life, I'm not going to be driven to accomplish. So automatically something else will fill my time. You see, it's a subconscious process. A person looks for the thing that fills most time. So if somebody is very to making money, he's going to be stopping it just less and less in sports, less and less in his family, less and less in this, and, and everything is going to be for that. If a person is not so interested in his business and he's more interested in sports, he's going to start neglecting it. Because a person tends to have one focal point, and and the melee you 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 move from one to the other. Yeah. What are we supposed to learn from the being? The Gashbrak was always punishing the Yisrael. How is that relevant to us? So, a we can translate. Avodazara to our terms. Avodazara is a focal point for life. The reason why Avodazara is so important, why is it that of stealing and killing and, 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 and everything else pales in comparison to Avodazara? The Rambam says in a famous Perik that the only place where you have kinna Hashem, a kas, and so on is Avodazara. There's a, a, a Rashi says, that if a person is over Avodazara, it's as if he wasn't the Mekayim Kalatari Kula. So, so, so it means the person is actually Mekayim Kalatari Kula. He's having Vasikin, he's, 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 he's eating Halvistral, he's doing everything, but he happens to be over Avodazara. And that makes everything else meaningless. In, in, in Ruchnius, the point and the purpose of life is what gives meaning to everything else. Um, three people are bound to an Avodah One person does it because he believes in Avodah The second person does it because somebody's holding a gun to his head. And the third person happens to be doing exercise that morning, stretches, and he didn't even notice Avodah in front of him. So all three are doing the same exact thing, and all three are doing a very different act. If my life... So let's translate to our... Let's say my goal in life is to be as wealthy and and as as um, public about their wealth as it can be. That's that's what makes my life. But glad got kosher, six kitchens, 
fleshics for Pesach, fleshics for this, for that, all of that. But all of it is to feed my ego. So that's today's version of the Zara. You know, it's, uh, the, the Nevi'im teach us that people thought that they're okay. Everyone has a, 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 a rationalization for what they're doing. And the, the Navi tried to strip away that rationalization, that mask. And if we interpret it to, to things that are relevant to us, then we would, um, then the words in the Vim would speak to us. So we don't have little idols, but public acclaim is very important for us. What people think of us, um, and, and many things <coughs> like that. What is the most central drive that I have? Whatever that is, that takes the place of Avodazara in, in, in a person's uh, activities, actions. What are factors to consider when deciding between Kodesh and not Kodesh? And I'll just have another question. When choosing a job, how should one weigh, um, number one, how easy it would be to support your family? Number two, how much growth it can cause in the position? And number three, how much one will enjoy it? Um, <laughs> that's probably from the biggest questions in life. You know, where to, what to do. I, I said, mentors, it's very helpful. Issues that deal with the core of who we are, we are impossible for us to see things straight. For the person who fancies himself a big Rosh Hashiva, he'll never see his limitations that, you know, you may not be cut out to teach. You, for whatever reason, you don't have the ability to connect to people, you don't have the clarity of expression, you don't know enough, um, anything like that. People tend to be very delusional about themselves because it's my perception of myself. On the other hand, a person who has the extraordinary abilities that needed to make a person a manig of sorts, or a of sorts, but it's, it's jobs, a, a job is a kodesh, it's kind of wretched. A lawyer makes a lot, a lot of money. A business makes a lot, a lot, a lot more money. And if they, if you're wealthy enough and, and give enough money to the institution and you're at a dinner, they'll all say that you're supporting Torah and Torah is resting on your shoulders. So you're the best of both worlds. You, you know, so, so, so a person has really difficulty. So I don't want to live a wretched life. I don't want to kind of skate by and, and sort of, you know, kind of be nebbish and so on. I, I, I want to live nicely. So it's very hard for a person to be honest with himself. Um, it's very helpful in these things to have a Rebbe figure, or even a Chavar that, that we respect, who can give us some f- honest feedback. W- do you think that this makes sense for me? So in terms of going into Klikodesh versus looking for some, some secular career, I think somebody who can be very helpful and either encourage you and say, you know what, it's a rough road, but I think this is the this is where you belong. To someone saying, you know, I respect you, your, your ideals are tremendous and so on, I think you would probably do better and doing a regular career and, you know, doing things on the side for Kai Israel. In terms of a job, it has to be an area that you enjoy doing. You can't it's almost impossible to work because you have to work. It's 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 about as parach in that sense. But let's take an example. Let's say a person wants to, uh, let's say a person is good at uh, being a doctor. 
a lawyer. That's the fits his personality, and he'd be good at it, and so on. But there are many, many different places in terms of you. Could, if you really want to get to the top, I was speaking two, three days ago to a group of people in, in about Shuvah yeshiva, and these are these are highly and qualified professionals, and we're speaking about making a havdalah between Yisrael and Umasolo. And one of them asked me, you know, and, and, I, and he said, you know. Unless you're one of the boys, you can't make it to the top. There's a ceiling. If you're, if you're a very effective professional and you do a wonderful job, you can get up to X. But to be from X to real leadership, you've got to be one of the Hebra. And I said, you know, that's a sacrifice. That's what you have to do. Um, there's a younger man by us. He looked at Yeshiva, very special, very, very special person, very smart. He became a lawyer many years ago. He, joined, he, he works for the government. Um, he's one of the stars. He was the star in the first year. He, was, he, he won some award. He's been there already now probably 14 years. Um, he makes a salary that competes with a cold younger man. That's what the U.S. government pays. And he will, maybe if he, maybe if he reaches the top, he'll, be, he'll get a salary like a Rosh Kolo, but that's it. <laughs> If, if, he would, if he would go pr- in a private firm, the money he makes now would probably be his mice money. You know, that, 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 I, I'm, you know it's, not, it's not even so funny. It, it's almost, almost, almost on, on mark. And yet, he told me, he said, if I go to a private firm, I have no day, I have no night. 24-7, I'm, I'm basically there. In the U.S. government, he, he learns in the morning before davening. He, he, he has a chabrusa. He learns for an hour plus. He um, he learns at night. He says a shir actually at nights. He has off. The U.S. government has more yontayvim than Siddish Rebbe's have yard sites. They are. It's an amazing, amazingly good environment. I shouldn't speak his Washington. Tony, your father works for the government or not? Yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> That's why he's such a fine bacha. He, he, he's able to get a lot of father-son learning done. Um, it is, you know, so it's, it's a very comfortable life. There's no pressure. And this person uses Veruchnius. I'm in awe of his sacrifice because he really, really is, um, this is a decision that's not an easy decision. It's one thing when you're in Kolo. So I'm a Kolo person, I have, and this is me. I'm proud of what I am, and I know that's me. He's a lawyer, and he's plotting along the U.S. government way after his friends are high-powered lawyers earning you know, well over a million a year, and 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 um, and that's the type of decision. Those are decisions you need somebody to help you, um, because it's so difficult. It's 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 every step of the way. Sometimes the Yitzhahara is because it's more lucrative, and sometimes the Yitzhahara is because you have a distorted self-image or a false, a, a conscience that's bothering you for no reason. Those those are areas where you well advised. To have a, a, a rebis or slash chavatov to be able to, to hash it out with. Yeah. Um, what do you think is the biggest challenge for Yeshiva Bachem today, and what can we do about it? I would probably pick two things. I'll pick something very mundane, and then something uh, more, something to do with psychological, social. The mundane thing is, I don't want to say the word smartphone as much as just that, that level of connectivity. 
Gemara requires, learning requires, not in Gemara, same thing is true with, 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 with uh, Chumash, same with anything. It requires sitting back, concentrating, not being distracted, being Shakua in it. The, the key word will always mean Shakua. When I came to Eretz Yisrael, there were no phone lines in Eretz Yisrael. Uh, literally, you, you, you had to wait for years to get a phone line, and then you shared it with a neighbor. It, it was, it, that, that was it. To call America didn't exist. To call America, you had to go down to Yafo, order a phone call to America. And the only time you called America was, God forbid, somebody died or somebody became a chassan. That was it. You sent a telegram when you, when you came. The first thing you did the next morning is you went to the post office, you sent a telegram, and that, that was life. It was 1970, and that was it. But when we sat and learned, there was nothing else but answering Vegas Kasha and so on. There wasn't a problem, and people were used to concentrating. I mean, in Yeshiva by us, we went through Kufas, we were a little more liberal about smartphones. We, we cracked down on the type, you know, it, it has to, whatever, we have some filter that shuts it off for, certain, for a, a lot of hours. You're not, there's nobody home when a person is waiting for something or other. It's not possible. I, I, it is such destructive. The person can be sitting in sheer, and he's, and you know, and, and it's just, it's, you're never more than 10% focused because the other 90% of yours is somewhere else. It's really, really taken a tremendous toll. And uh, that to me is, is, is a more, what's the right word for it? That's, that's a mundane thing. That's a, a technological thing, which is a problem. Um, the whole idea of where you can think something through, mull over something, be with yourself a little bit, think about something, read something, um, those are those are, are gone because of this 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 shortness of, of attention span. A second area that I think is is today a, an issue, and some people here I think it'll be less of an issue. This is more of an issue actually in in a traditional Haredi yeshiva world. When I was growing up, nobody was learning. Anyone who decided to go to yeshiva to sit and learn was bucking the odds. He was usually really having a tough time with his parents. People around him thought he was crazy. Um, it, it was not the thing to do. It, today, to get a shidduch, you have to list Lakewood on your resume. In my days, you, you had to make sure it didn't appear on your resume. It, you know, it was a very different world. So anyone who went to yeshiva, went put a lot of, didn't take it for granted. It was like, I'm going because I know why I'm going and I have ideals and this is what I want to do and accomplish. You have now a generation or two later. So he's going to yeshiva, because everybody goes to yeshiva, that you have to do, and that's what you do, and you're going to spend a few years there, and then you're going to go back, and then you go to Lakewood, you go to the freezer, and then you go to here, you go to there, and, and, he, and, it's, and, it's, and it's, it's part of the system. It, Torah doesn't, Ruchnius, not Torah, let's let me Torah, Ruchnius does not flourish as part of a system. People need to have gone through a period in life where they challenge themselves, where they, 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 Ruchnius was an ideal and they rose to a challenge. In, in yeshivas like here, it's more, it's more frequent. A lot of boys have, have made greater changes and those changes are very meaningful. You know, because we had to push for it, fight for it, it wasn't a given. It, I, you know, I, was, I remember myself, you know, Thursday night thinking of taking off, I, I would ask myself, is this what I had to fight for? To Pachka? I, I, you know, it just, it, it couldn't, I, I, you know, I, I was, you know, pr internally pressured because this was a decision that required 
a lot of um, drive to do. It, it, it meant that, that the experience was richer, and I appreciated what being a Batara was, what learning is, what Ruchnis is. I mean, you know, people I grew up with, in general, people were not so from, you know, they were traditional and, and you know, kind of observant, but the, the Ruach wasn't the key Medika Kalach of today. Today, when Baruch Hashem, we have it, um, we don't have that type of drive, push, appreciation, and it, I, it, I, it's a problem. I, I, you, you're missing that oomph. So it's nice that society today is sort of geared that way, but I, I don't think, I think it takes a tremendous toll on the quality of Ruchnis. How does the president have the president over time? So, so in a, in, I think in a right, every, so, so Hadar Baruch who planned the system, we can't be Balchuvah's generation after generation. That, that kind of is, is doesn't, it almost logically doesn't work. So, so what, what should be? And the answer is, HaKadosh Baruch Hu designed us <coughs> where as young children, we kind of are sort of in, our, in the orbit of our parents. That's who we are, that's who we want to be, and so on. When we become a teenager, we start wanting to break away and become our own person. It, it people become much more from their parents, much less from, different from their parents. It's, 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 it's a manifestation of this sense of trying to find the self. A Baha going to yeshiva that has appropriate chinech, like I'm talking in Israel where it's a given that you're going to sit and learn, it's a given, you're it's a given, it's a given, it's a given. A good yeshiva environment is where the Rosh Hashiva is challenging people you know, that's not learning, where's the oomph, where's your kasha takadosh baruch All these questions, if they're honest questions, challenge every teenager of every generation. doesn't make a difference if your father is, 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 is Moshe Rabbeinu. You, you're going through a process, and a tumultuous process, where you want to realize something. Nobody is born sitting by your learning. Everybody is, you know, if you're born in the right environment, it's expected you sit and learn. But sitting and learning is a process, and if you're able to connect with that and harness the fire in people, that I think would make a big difference instead of just kind of <coughs> a system. I, I, I'm, I'm, you know, when when I came to the yeshiva, the only yeshiva had 300 people, bachim, light, everything. It's considered a huge yeshiva, but you had a personal kasha with rebbeim that was invaluable, and and you felt it, and 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 and. You, you, you really, I walk in the yeshiva today, they're proud that they have thousands of Talmidim. I, 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 don't, I, don't, I, can't, I couldn't see myself functioning that way without having that, that, that personal connection that creates the, that environment, that sense of expectation, all of that. So having the right type of environment where each person is challenged at the age that Akash Baruch meant to be challenged, I once heard the Belzerov, uh, somebody, whatever, there was a, there was a sick person, a, a, a person with a sick child who came to, to, a lot of people come to NIH, they stayed with us, it was Belzer and he's played a tape of the Belzerov for me. Belzerov is a very practical, down-to-earth person, and he was giving a shmuz for Bachar, and he said Bachar's fantasies sometimes make him laugh. He said a Bachar came to him with a very earnest shaila. He, he, he didn't know if he should mold himself like the Chazanish or like Reb Arla Like which? Uh, uh, so he said, you know, I was laughing inside, but, but he said, but it's touching. The Bacha has that, Hargasha, and so on. That's the type of thing. A person 
at a certain age begins to feel, I'm a nobody, I want to be a somebody, I don't want to be just like everybody else. There's a certain, that's, that's the positive part of being a teenager. And a yeshiva that taps into it correctly, you know, with the right chinuch, I think that that's, the, that's kind of the, the way it should be. If you're in yeshiva that, that has like a certain program, shira, and that they push everyone to go to, but you personally find it doesn't do something. You have to be realistic. You, you have to be, I mean, you know, you're in a certain environment. Ideal, what I'm saying is ideally the chinuch system is set up where that nekuda is touching a person. If a person is, is if, a, if, a, if a young person is in a yeshiva and he feels he's missing it, then he'll look for a way to fill it. You know, p- people can learn certain svarim, people go to certain people, go to certain, you know, when, when I was above in the mid, different people went different places. And, and you know, they, they were looking, f- Ruve needed to have this thing. I used to go to Herif Hutner um, because I felt I wanted it, I needed it. It was a piece that I didn't see in yeshiva and I got it. Um, so many people got there. Were people that would go to care, they would go here. It's on him. It, it, it's it's within within a certain context. It's possible to add the kudos that you may or may not be having. Let's say like the opposite. Let's say the yeshiva has like shir that they push everybody to go to, but you find that not for you. Like, so so if it's a, if it's an important part of the yeshiva then you should look for another yeshiva. You know, I'm serious. It, it's not a fit. If, if, if you feel that what the yeshiva offers... So everybody... Life is full of compromises, which means you accept... If the majority of it fits you, you, you accept it, and you make do with the other things. So a person lives in a certain area that has many milers, some disadvantage, you learn to live with it. If, if the place that you're living in is, has more disadvantages than advantages, or things that really bother you, you need to think seriously about it. You know, it's a, a yeshiva's program, and if it's considered a very important part of the program, should be, should be, should synchronize with you. If not, if it doesn't resonate with you, then, you know. Is being that I'm an uncultured person, what does cultured mean? Can you explain it? <laughs> so moderate the word. <laughs> okay, so so, so I'll, I'll try to answer where I stand. A culture is the sum total of our expressions of our insight. How we dress, how we talk, what's the interaction with people, how do we express ourselves in music and art. In other words, it's a certain expression of our inner selves. The Ramam says that the, 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 the halacha of chukas hagoyim is that just like our beliefs are different than the Masolom, our activities, dress, speech, marais, should be different. Um, I'm not an American. I'm an American citizen. I live in America. And different shitas about how much interaction. Um, I believe a reasonable amount and being able to interact intelligently, dignified, and so on is very important. Some people feel being much more insulated and isolated is better. Some people feel more than my sense of thing. That's fine. But down deep, 
my I need to be my natural dress, my natural speech, my natural interests. How could my music and the guy's music be the same? Music is an expression of a deeper expression of who you are. So I don't do this, and he does that, but this, we enjoy the same music. So that means the same coarseness. It, it, it's, it's like, it, it, what, what does that mean? So living our own culture is positive. Being able to interact with the culture around us is, is positive. And there is a wide, wide range of shittas between those who think that it's actually negative and we should, we, should, we should completely look like we're from Mars, and speak like we're from Mars, look like we're from Mars, and so on. That's one shita. To those that say, you know, with, with them, we should be indistinguishable. My, my sense is um, that some moderate form of, of uh, being able to get, to, to get along. I saw a video recently. I was very impressed. You know, Muncie, the... Um, there was a stabbing in, in the shul by the Kassanarov and so on and so forth. And so the Kassanarov gave a, um, a five-minute, <coughs> I don't know, it was a press conference, press release, a video. And someone sent it to me. And I was astounded. He, he looks, he's straight from Williamsburg. You know, he's, he's, he's dressed like, he's like a Satma-type chassidat. That's his dress. He speaks a heavily accented English, but expresses himself well and articulate. The things he said were sensible, on the point, and balanced. Amazing. And, and so here's a person who is, at first glance, culturally varied from, but has the tools that it takes to present himself dignified, thoughtful, real Kiddush Hashem. And to me, I was, I was astounded. So here's a person that you know, longer. I mean, he's a rebbe, Sedish rebbe, and if, but but the English was heavily accented. But the English had a vocabulary that could express it himself well, and and was dignified and 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 was able to get across. I was very very impressed. So that that that's the type of thing that I'm, I'm I I do. I personally believe strongly in. Um, in the flip side. I feel it's a problem. Um, and again, this is personal opinion. I'm not, not speaking for the Torah, I'm not speaking for other people. I'm, I'm about tell you, I, I have two feelings about it. First of all, whatever a Jew does, he it's his fault. It makes no difference if it's Republican or Democrat. We have both. We have Jewish, Republican, Jewish, Democrats. The Jew is always at fault. The, the person... It, 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 being high profile makes you automatically the target of um, people's, um, you know, uh, hatred. It's the Jews that take over, the Jews are this, Jews are that. What for? Um, so I, 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 you know, I believe in keeping low profile, and you know, and and uh, not having that type of office. There's a second issue, and I know it's not politically correct to say it, but. I think the Jewish attitude is that we're guests. In other words, we belong to Israel. And this is as a non-Zionist or an a-Zionist or, or, or whatever you want to call it. We are the nation of Klai Yisrael. 
um, we belong in Israel. Whether we should be there now, whether we should not be there now, whether it's a mitzvah, an affair, whatever, but we belong in Israel. That, that, you know, according to all sheets, where we belong is clear. The question is just what color the flag should be, but, but where we belong is, 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 is clear. We're in America, we're guests. We need to, 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 to keep the rules of our host very strictly. We need to contribute to the country that we're guests in and everything. When you become an elected official, you are America. So I understand that, you know, Slav Dafka and so on. I I'm not saying this as Muta Asa, but Mitzar HaGosha Salev, you know, to be an elected official means America is my country. Uh, America <coughs> is my residence. And, and I have tremendous akarsato for it. My parents escaped. They, they escaped. They went through the Nazi Gehenim, and they ended up in America able to build a life. Uh, I had many opportunities being an American. Um, the American country is, is a great country. But to say that I'm the leader of it, I don't know. You know, in Israel they made a law that you have to give up your American passport if you become a Chavaknesset. So the law was really to get Kahana out of the Knesset or out of America. <laughs> that was the, the real law. The law is the Kahana law. But Tachlis makes a lot of sense. So, so I, I would think from a real Ashkaf, I would not want to see myself or, or anybody who subscribes to that being in a role where he's not a guest <laughs> of, but he's, he's somewhat of the host. I guess following up on that, how, how important is it to the Knesset? How important what? Given how important it is to make yourself, so why why is there feel so many Jews are Parnosa is difficult. Many people, I can tell you, many people made aliyah, and 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 have gone back. Parnosa in Israel is objectively difficult. Um, there was somebody in Silver Spring who was a virologist and wanted to move back. He he, he actually came from Kutzlaritz, was a long time there, so the family was kind of. Send me a Tzestral, send me something else. And he told me, there are th at that time, there were three jobs for virologists all over Tzestral. It's tough. I mean, he did move back, and he, he, he does some business, and that's it. He decided. So, so it's Parnassus is very tough in Tzestral. And, and without Parnassus, you know, the post can say, it's, you know, it, it, it takes a tremendous toll. There are people, many people make Aliyan, and the fact that they can't have Parnassah takes a tremendous toll. There are more practical issues in terms of Chinuch and things of that nature. Um, it, it, all in all, it's, it's not easy for a lot of people. There's family, there are other considerations. Uh, in the big picture, I, I would assume Parnassah is probably a very, very important part of it. And to sell a person, when a person suffers a lack of Parnassah, it takes a tremendous toll on a person. It takes a toll on him, on his family, on his kids, and that's why it, 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 somewhere along the line it has to be seriously thought about. I, I, you know, I, it, I, I, I think it's wrong, it's just like it's wrong to tell people to, do, to sit in cola without thinking about Parnassa, unless you, you, know, you, you understand the responsibility of the action. Tell people to go to Israel without thinking of Parnassa is also something. You, you take responsibility. It's, it's, no one's going to starve to death, but 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 being mired in, in debt and other things is a, is a real problem, and people need to to take that responsibility seriously. Um, what's the best way to deal with being in an environment which is antithetical? Which is antithetical? Yeah. 
not to be there. That, 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 that I would say is, is very good. Um, let me, let me, okay, besides being cute about it, um, I'm always struck, one of the reasons why is Chabad successful in what they do, there are many, many reasons, you know, for the success to, to go out. You can't get anybody else to go to all these places and to survive. And one of the reasons is because he never sees himself as being a resident of Wyoming. He's a 770. He's a 770 person. He happens to be a marshal. How many people here would consider living in Ghana? There's probably one person here. I, I, there's always one person who would consider it. But, but, but no, you don't want to be Ghana. But if you'd be the American ambassador, you would see it as a hardship but not as a not as something which is impossible. Nobody here would want to see himself as a Ganyan, but I'm an American ambassador, and this is a hardship post. I could hear that. It's important to build a society for yourself. That's your muckle. This is the chevra. This is the island. That's my island. If I need to be in an environment that's difficult, so. I come and I go, but I never make that. One of the reasons why secular colleges are such a difficult issue is because it's one thing if you live in a yeshiva and you, and you go out to take classes. So then, you know, that's not your world, but you interact with it and it, it, you know, it is what it is. But when you're living in a college environment, then that's who you are. <coughs> it's not possible that the whole, I mean, not at that age, and, and, and it's geared to be a place that makes it part of a society. It, you know, there's no real way, unless you're Chabad Shtir to campus, then you can do it. But if you're, if, if you're yourself, and that's why a person is part and parcel of his environment. And, and putting yourself in an environment that's the etzim, antithetical to Torah, is, is in a certain sense, I, I don't say destroying yourself. There's no such thing as being different. Weird people are different. Normal people are normal. So if a person can see himself be weird and feels comfortable that people will treat him like that and, and he sees himself as that, then great. But if you see yourself as being normal, healthy, there's no way you can be in a society, and, 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 and especially a society as conscious of it as a, as a college campus, and, and uh, not become part of it. I, I have one more than it. One more, then, and then maybe another from the audience, then, and then I, I do have to go. So there are a few types of drushes. One is there's a type of drusha where Chazal have a Masoris from Sinai. They, the Masoris, the Torah Shabbat is, it means Lamites. So then the issue is why did Torah express it that way? But that the validity for that is um, is 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 the Masoras from Sinai. So in Halacha, where the Drasha is very diametrically opposed to the Pshat, the answer is because we have such Masoras, and we need to understand why the Torah framed it that way, phrased it that way, and so on. In terms of Agada, so there Lamashal, let's say somebody does a mitzvah. And Chazal point at a word that that sort of takes away from that. The pshan that is 
um, in Agadita, there are no real steers. For instance, let's say I see somebody shaking and, and very hard by davening with a big talus and film. And imagine I'm a keen observer of people, and I tell somebody, wow, this guy's really putting on a show. He, 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 Hashem is nothing to him, davening means nothing, he just needs people's attention, he's willing to use his davening for that. That statement is shocking. If I know the person, or if I have a very keen sense of observing a person, that statement becomes valid. Chazal had that type of understanding of the Mikra. So what the, 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 it, it works together with the Pasik. The Pasik is telling you what greets the eye, and Chazal are telling you what really was happening over here. Um, there's a Sefer that um, we learned time that I find is phenomenal for this. If you want to get an understanding of how Chazal understood Pesukim, it's a Sefer that's awesome. It's <coughs> called Nachlas Yosef on Rus. On Megillus Rus, there's a Sefer called Nachlas Yosef. The person who wrote it, his name was Rabbi Yosef Lifwitz, he was a, a Slavaka Talmud. He moved to Israel in 1924, 25. He died in the 60s sometime, maybe in the 50s, that type of... Uh, and he would say a lot of Shurim. And they wrote up the ones on Rus, and he uses only Chazal, and he shows how Chazal understood every nuance in the Pasik. He shows where Chazal found the Pasik, what they're trying to say, what's the context. Y- you walk out, to me, this is the best demonstration of how to learn Tanakh with Chazal. So in the world of Halacha, wherever there's a, a, a stark disagreement between what, the, what Chazal say in Torah, it's a Masoris. In, in the world of Agadah, in the world of Agadah, people are complex and events are complex. And, and there are many, many truths um, hidden in the same Pasuk. And Chazal had the nose and the eyes and the ears to be able to, they had the Ozen Kashevis, they had the, the Ozen Shomas, to, to get the sense of, of what more is the Pasuk telling me than greets the eyes. So many times the Pasuk is telling me what, what the, the person was standing at davening with a big towels and filling and shaking very hard. Chazal say, shaking a little too hard. The Pasuk is putting in the word... I, I wanted to, I'll tell you, Reb Chaim Shkolevich was... He couldn't hear. So talking with him, interact was hard. He had phenomenal insight. And <coughs> whenever a new Bach would come to me, Yeshiva, there was a... Um, he, you'd have to bring a letter from your Yeshiva. Reb Chaim would read the letter, and then for the beginning, he would send it down to Reb Nachum. So I was with him two or three times with Bachram who went in. All letters sound the same. They all are the Bachram's wonderful, fantastic, great, awesome, and so on and so forth. That, that's the normal Nusra for a letter. He would read it like this, his fingers would go like this, and then his finger would stop at a word, he would circle it, and he would say, I get it. And I saw it two or three times that I was there. It, he caught a Freudian slip. The Roshiva wasn't trying to write anything negative. But in the Lashen, he, he, he would immediately home in on something that was a giveaway about the Bacha. And, and I, was, um, I was very impressed by, by those things. Chazal found, the Psukim are telling me, the Mikra and the Pasik is telling me what are the events that greeted the eyes. And Chazal are telling you what else was, was going on. And they, and they found it in the nuances in the Pasik. Maybe one or two questions, then, yeah. Okay, so it's wonderful being here. Um, yes. Um, 
I introduce yourself. What's your name? Where you're from? from okay. Um, I understood from Rabbi's question that the ideal ideal position would be in a clay kodesh learning position for the entirety of one's life. And I was wondering, a why, and b if it's not necessarily my team for everyone, as Rabbi pointed out. Would that make it not the ideal job or not the ideal Anything that's not matim for a person is um, is not good for him, not for other people. I always say, you know, Shiba, it's like part of my job is to encourage people to go into Chinuch and part of my job is to discourage people from going to Chinuch. Because, again, they, it, it always comes from good places. If it's not matim for the person, it's not good for the kids, not good for him, it's a lose-lose situation. You cannot be over Hashem with the tools that you weren't given. And, and therefore, I, I respect and I admire idealism, but it has to make sense. So, it, 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 <coughs> what fits a person best is, is what he should do. But it would still be the idea. You know, we, we do say, Ashri Misha, you know, Amola Batora. We, we do, f- a person who's Zohar Has Hashem, but every person's ideal is what he's cut out to do. As a society, we respect the people that take very little Shevet Levi, takes only what they need, and they give everything for Avodah Hashem. That is the ideal that we strive for. Akash Baruch put every person in a different Shevet. And a person takes stock of what his abilities are, what his life could look like, and to make the best Ruchnistic life that he can. It is ideal for him. Yeah? Um, when it comes to, let's say, uh, a Bachar and Yeshiva who... What's your name, by the way? Introduce us. Elazar Mermelstein from the Lower East Side of Manhattan. Lower East Side? Wow. <laughs> it must be your pride and joy. Don't it? I, I grew up in Lower East Side. Uh, my father's been a Shabbos of Alistair Shul. Rebenzian, you wait. My great grandfather was Breyer. Was it's who? Itchy Breyer. He was the president of the shul. He had a liquor store. <laughs> the, okay, and uh, he he was and his son, Lenny is is a son of Lover of Shiskal, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh. Okay. Yes. Okay. Very nice. Yeah. But um, regarding Bachem and Yeshiva, is there sort of an objective value towards? feeling that they're emotionally connected toward, towards Hashem and, and expressing that, or is that just a means toward, towards an end? What we would call emotion is you, you know, meaning myself. If, if it's just, for the person who not, doesn't have over emotions, so his self, however he describes his self, but if a person doesn't feel his, his self is connected, then, then he's not there, and then it's a real problem. He's doing things, but you're not there, and 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 so what we would call emotions. Um, so some people have cooler emotions, but down deep they feel it's it's like a, a parent to a child, uh, like a chasnakala. Some people are very emotional, and and for them the level of emotional connection that shows they're most connected is a lot of slavas. Other people it's a deeper, quieter emotion. But if I say I have no feelings towards it. Then, then I'm not there. So it, it takes time. Sometimes doing the right thing, understanding what you're doing, takes time until you feel that that's you. But, but that's, the, that's the critical piece of the puzzle. And, and regarding expressing that outwardly, that? That's different people. Some people have a cooler temperament. Some people 
are not overly, you know, some so-called cold Litvaks are, um, my father was a Litvak, genuine Litvak, he came to Kovna, he spent most of his life there, but, so he wasn't overly excitable, but very deep inner emotions, <coughs> very beautiful deep inner emotions, so depending on, 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 on how emotional you are, that's, that's the level of expression you would expect. Yeah? What's your name? From? From South Africa. Okay. Um, my question is what? Related to the chief rabbi? Yeah, he's my uncle. Okay. <laughs> yeah. My question is what does it mean to be an Ebed Hashem and how does one genuinely achieve that status of being a pure Ebed Hashem and doing mitzvahs and learning Torah? It's a question of <laughs> identifying yourself with it. If a person understands my mitzvah is I was put in this world by Kaddish Baruch Hu, and he gave me a mission and that's really who I am the, 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 the core core rots of a person's existence and if a person understands <laughs> that that's my existence my existence is as that then a person identifies with it then if it, it, if it comes to my I have to forfeit on things that are quote unquote important to me but this is most important to me that, that's more or less what we mean Ever Hashem. He's my, my entire Metzius, I, I don't feel I have a Metzius unless it's, it's, it's <coughs> for, the, for the purpose that I should put in this world. Yeah, what's your name? I know Matt. From, from where? So, most of the most of most of, of things that f- that revolve around self-confidence, jealousy, being a, and so on, it's because the only way we can measure ourselves is through other people, and rightfully so. Am I a strong person or not? There's no answer to that. If I take him and I take him and I see how much they can lift and how much I lift, then I can say I'm strong, not strong, and so on. Am I a wealthy person? Not. I mean, until 100 years ago, no king lived the way I lived. No king could put a bowl of soup in, 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 in a box and, and, and a minute later have hot soup. It didn't exist. No, 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 no king, just about, unless he slept ice from the Alps, could have ice cream in the middle of July. So, so am I a wealthy person? Not. Well, I, I you know check him, check him, and I see where I stand. That's that's a true evaluation of everything. So if I ask somebody, is he rich or not? What I mean to say is, um, you know, I, I take the I take the a survey of the population and, and determine where he belongs. But me as a person, am I or am I not? What's my status as a person? Is a one-to-one relationship between me and Hashem. The fact that this other person knows more Torah and he's a big tzaddik than me, <coughs> but that's not important to me, because at the end of the day, everyone's relations to Hashem is one on one. So in this world here, I do I do have to make some evaluations. Who am I going to ask a shaila to? So I pick the person that knows the shohar best, asking a shaila. Who am I going to pick to be mashpia? I pick the person who's the biggest tzaddik and so on. Who'll be mashpia and yerushmaimenas? But me as a person, what am I worth? What's my value? That's with me and Akash Baruch Hu. 
what, the, and, and I don't have to measure myself against anybody else. If it takes me a whole morning, say, to get through a toysvis with a lot of hard work, but it takes the other person 15 minutes, but between me and HaKadosh Baruch Hu, I'm as chaviv as he is. And, and whatever I know, I know. And it's valuable in its own right. In physics, if I'm, if, if I'm number 100 on the test, you know, 100 down on the list, th- then what I know in physics is not worth anything. <coughs> in Torah, every bit is worth because it's, it's my fulfillment. I, I think if we would learn to focus on between me and HaKadosh Baruch Hu, then a lot of that would, you know, in, in, in terms of, of, of a cognitive approach, if that becomes our genuine perspective, whether we excel or whether we're not doing well, then I think a, a lot of that would, uh, it, it, it would help temper a lot of those feelings.